Welcome to Helping Challenging Children. This podcast is for adults who want to understand why children behave the way they do and how to support them to increase their ability to self-regulate and to become more independent. My name is Dr. Pat McGuire. I'm a developmental and behavioral pediatrician who and I have been working with these children for over 30 years, and I can tell you that with the right support, they all do great. So enjoy these podcasts, and hopefully you learn a little bit each time. It is a few days before Christmas, and I'm hearing many people complaining about how overwhelmed they are. They are trying to make plans to visit families, some taking planes and others driving. And now that terrible COVID virus is throwing a monkey wrench into their plans with the new Omicron variant. They are rushing around trying to get their booster shots and or to get a rapid COVID test screen to see if they'll be able to still see their family. Have they noticed that their children and adolescents are watching and absorbing this stress too? Our children are struggling more now than at the beginning of the century. There are larger numbers of children and adolescents experiencing anxiety and depression. More boys are thinking about or attempting suicide. They don't know what to believe or trust in when looking at our society. And it has worsened with the advent of the COVID pandemic. This has led the U.S. Surgeon General to publish a new advisory entitled Protecting Youth Mental Health. What are the factors that our youth are trying to understand and work through? Is there anything that we as adults can do to lessen the stress on our children? First, let's look at the stressors. They are bombarded daily via messages through media and popular culture that erode their sense of self-worth. They're being told constantly that they're not good-looking enough, not popular enough, not smart enough, or not rich enough. They see their world as being scary and dangerous with very slow or no efforts by adults to deal with climate change, income inequality, racial injustice, the opioid epidemic, and gun violence. And now they are dealing with the mixed messages on the COVID pandemic and what it means to them. They have been pulled out of school told to isolate from friends and family, and as many as 140,000 of them have lost a parent or family caregiver to COVID. But they're also hearing from friends, family, and the media that COVID is a hoax. There is no need to wear masks to keep their distance from others, and heaven forbid if they get the vaccine. Misinformation is increasing their sense of insecurity and fear. Our youth really don't need this added pressure of adults making a worldwide pandemic into a personal rights political football. They have already been showing increased problems with mental health before that, frequently with insufficient support. The Surgeon General's report notes the following. Even before the COVID-19 pandemic, Mental health challenges were the leading cause of disability and poor life outcomes in young people, with up to one in five children ages three to 17 in the U.S. 
with the reported mental, emotional, developmental, or behavioral disorder. And yet, as of 2016, of the 7.7 million children with treatable mental health disorders, about one half did not receive adequate treatment. Studies have shown that from 2009 to 2019, the proportion of high school students reporting persistent feelings of sadness or hopelessness increased by 40%. The number of high school students seriously considering attempting suicide increased by 36%. And the share of these students creating a suicide plan increased by 44%. Between 2007 and 2018, suicide rates among youth aged 10 to 24 in the U.S. increased by 57%. Early estimates from the National Center for Health Statistics suggest there were tragically more than 6,600 deaths by suicide among the 10 to 24 age group in 2020. The advisory continues to note that the reasons for the increase in suicides are suspected to be due to the youth being more willing to openly discuss mental health concerns, the growing use of digital media, increasing academic pressure, limited access to mental health care, health risk behaviors such as alcohol and drug use, and broader stressors such as the 2008 financial crisis, rising income inequality, racism, gun violence, and climate change. Suicide rates among Black children below the age of 13 have also been increasing rapidly with black children nearly twice as likely to die by suicide than white children. Moreover, social economically disadvantaged children and adolescents, for instance, those growing up in poverty, are two to three times more likely to develop mental health conditions than peers with higher socioeconomic status. This leads me to the second question I posed at the beginning of the podcast. Is there anything that we as adults can do to lessen the stress on our children? It may sound like a broken record, but the greatest thing that we as adults of this country need to do is to agree that universal mental health care is seen as a priority, not just for children, but also for adults, and especially the parents who are already known to be struggling. According to the State of Mental Health in America 2022, one in five adults experience mental health problems with only half of them able to receive treatment. Of those receiving treatment, one in four feel as if there were still unmet needs to help them. This number has not decreased since 2011. Overall, these data point to our society continuing to feel embarrassed by mental health problems and attempting to ignore the issues rather than deal with them. Most of the people who are embarrassed by the problem also tend to shame those who are open about their mental health problems, telling them to shake it off, get a grip on yourself, or pull yourself up by your bootstraps like we used to do. Identification and service vary significantly through the country. As an example, Wisconsin, where I live, is ranked number two in terms of adult rates of mental illness and access to care. So we're low in mental illness and we have very high access to care for our adults. 
But if you look at the youths, the numbers are not as rosy. Wisconsin is ranked 11. So there are more youth with mental health problems as well as more problems accessing services. Looking at another state, Colorado, there is a reverse issue. Colorado ranks 51st for adults and 13th for youth. It is good that the state is putting in a lot of effort to help their youth, since unresolved mental health issues in youth lead to chronic mental health problems in adults. But if the current adults are not provided with services, they will still have an adverse effect on their children through what are called adverse childhood experiences. For changes to occur, we need to push for improvements in the following areas. Access to insurance, access to treatment, quality and cost-effective insurance, access to special education, and mental health workforce availability to help our children and adolescents right now as we push for our elected representatives to develop funding for these long-term mental health services in our country, you can and should do the following. Again, shared from the Surgeon General's advisory. Be the best role model you can for young people by taking care of your own mental and physical health. Help children and youth develop strong, safe, and stable relationships with you and other supportive adults. Encourage children and youth to build healthy social relationships with peers. Do your best to provide children and youth with a supportive, stable, and predictable home and neighborhood environment. Try to minimize negative influences and behaviors in young people's lives. This would include limiting viewing time of negative and misinformation type people on TV and the internet. Ensure children and youth have regular checkups with a pediatrician, family doctor, or other healthcare professional. Look for warning signs of distress and seek help when needed. This is best achieved through daily check-in times to go over the day and discuss any disturbing conversations your child may have had or overheard. Minimize children's access to means of self-harm, including firearms and prescription medications. Be attentive to how children and youth spend time online. Again, check to see if they are focusing on people online who are aggressively pushing for ignoring the public health advice and pushing for individual rights over the rights for all during a worldwide health crisis. Be a voice for mental health in your community. By providing these types of supports to your child and also reaching out to your elected officials to expand services for both children and adults, you will be providing a safety net for our youth. Let's join together to improve the quality of life for all by making sure that the social, emotional, and mental health of our children is given the high priority it needs and deserves. Let's have a good new year. Let's make 2022 the year that we all get better.